Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast. As you can see, we're doing no intro tonight. Thank you to YouTube. Their trim feature is not working, but we are here with David Mapalo. David, how you doing tonight, bro? I am blessed and highly favored. In Come Jesus on, name. man. Can I just call you Mapalo or is that is that weird if I call you just? Yeah, most people just call me Mapalo. Okay, I'm going to call you Mapalo. Guys, you guys have been waiting for this collab. This is the one you keep spamming me, asking me about. So I'm super excited to do this. This is much anticipated. I was telling him earlier that his story has definitely challenged me, challenged my faith. I know God has used my ministry to, you know, in help train him and do things like that. But I told him, bro, your stuff has challenged me to step out, to break out of my comfort zone. So I'm excited for episode 100. I think we're on episode, let me check, 148. Yes, 148 of the podcast with David Mapalo. Very excited, brother. Thank you for being on tonight. Guys, make sure that you let us know where you're watching from in the chat. Make sure that you spam all your things, like the video, share the video, do all the stuff that we always talk about. Partner with us. Our content is free. I want to also say that David Mapalo has a partnership as well on his website and on his YouTube channel down below. So if you want to give to there, if you want to partner with him, Totally amazing. It's good ground to sow into. I know he's doing stuff in Africa and building wells and stuff he'll talk about mm -hmm. tonight. But man, thank you so much for being on. The suspense is crazy. People are saying in the chat, the chat is super excited and fired up. The chat is going so crazy right now. It actually froze my app. So there's about 1,300 people just on YouTube already freezing my chat up. And you know what? I told them, I said, I mean, I told you I might get a little bit rowdy today. Okay, I've been hanging around, you know, some crusty, crusty, dusty. And uh, <laughs> I got the young guy on today and I'm super excited. You might get me a little riled up and, and fired up. So it's going to be a good night. I want to start with, if you don't mind, what is your testimony? Now, you just told me this is your first live stream. I didn't know that your first live stream ever. Yeah. This is my very first live stream. Isaiah's out of our podcast. Come on. No better place to be. It's a blessing, it's a blessing. And my testimony is very long. I can condense and I can give you a little bit, a portion of my testimony. Yeah, I wanna, the, tell, you, I wanna tell you why I want you to go into detail because when I started watching your stuff, I noticed there's no video I could find of you doing any interviews, any testimony. And one thing that I kept seeing hundreds of comments when I posted we were gonna be live together was, I've never heard his testimony. I see him online, he's going viral. Yeah. I was looking at your Instagram and like, man, this guy's getting like 50,000, 100,000 likes on a picture. Like this guy is going crazy viral. And they see you on the table preaching at the mall, getting kicked out by security. Yeah. They see you preaching in the airplane. They see you preaching at school, You're the principal kicking you out for preaching. But people wanna know, how did you get there? So start with your upbringing and then just take whatever time, you know, you don't have to go two hours and start when you're five years old, but take the time you need to just really, really go into your story and get, give us a little picture of who, who date, who King David, we'll talk about that too, who King David Mapalo is. Hmm. Wow. Thank you. My testimony can start from way, like you said, five years old, and I'm pretty sure we might even get into that later on, but I was pretty, I was born and raised in a, a Christian household. My dad is a man of God. He's a awesome man of God, Patrick Mopalo. And raised up in a Christian household, you could be taught and, and cultured. And the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go and they won't depart from it. So I believe all those things that my dad instilled in me mm. were a blessing and everything. But I would say, you know, there comes that age 
of maturity where you're no longer innocent. You're no longer um, how could I how could I word this? You you know right from wrong. Yeah. You're no longer ignorant. And I would say that age for me was about 12. And I knew sin. I knew that the lifestyle that I was living in, even at that age, was wrong. Because even if you go into Jewish culture and tradition, there is no such thing as how you would say teenager. It's just youth into manhood. Mm. You know, there's that, that switch. And I knew that the lifestyle I was living in wasn't for Jesus. I knew about Jesus, but I didn't really know him as the Bible says, to know him. I'll say from about that age, 12 to, to 15, I was living for myself, living for the flesh, living for the world. I was hurt, broken, rejected, and I made football my God. Football mm. was my idol. You know, seeking after vanity was an idol for me. And validation from people came from these things so i just wanted to increase in all of these aspects so i would train sacrifice hours and hours and hours training for a sport that in reality was my god it was idolatry even though i said god first philippians 4 13 in my bio really wow. it was odd it wasn't honesty it wasn't truth god wasn't the center of it it was me wanting to serve a false god an idol and putting God's blessing over it, which God can't bless that, you know? And I'll take it from 20, 2018. That's where we started. And this is a this is a pillar of my testimony. Like this is the craziest part of my testimony. I'll say this. I'm about to play football in Dallas Cowboys Stadium for the U16 US national team. And when I get to Dallas, I'm picked up by Pastor Robert and Leonora Hurtado. And these mighty men and women of God, they're like a spiritual covering for me. And we get I get there on a Sunday. And right off the airport, it's like 9 a.m. in the morning. It was a morning flight. So I was tired. I was like, let's go to the house, go to the hotel, whatever it is. Mm-mm. Pastor Leonora said, we're going to church. I said, okay. <laughs> we're going to church. We go to church. This church in Dallas. And there was two prophets that came into the church. And me, I was like, oh, uh, things of God, this seems interesting. Let me see what they have to say to me. What do they have for me? I go in, listen to the service. Comes my time to receive prayer. And they pray for me. And, and I'm not going to get in too deep of these prophecies because you have to be careful. And I'm sure you know, and some other people here might not know, but, you know, be careful on who you tell certain things to, prophecies, things of God. Because not everybody, look at Joseph, cares about you. Not everybody mm. wants to see you succeed or see these prophecies come to fruition. So well, what I got to do is I'll tell you the most important part. The most important part was this man, he told me, and it was the Holy Spirit speaking through him, obviously. Look at the fruit of it. He said, you're going to preach the gospel all the days of your life. Now, some other things he said in my flesh in my vanity, I was like, yeah, I know that was going to happen. I already know. <laughs> I already know. But when he said this in particular, it was almost like a Sarah moment. I almost laughed. I was like laughing in my spirit at God. Like, <laughs> I love you, God. God first, but I'm not going to preach the gospel. All the day. <laughs> what? What? You're tripping. Next day or that same day, actually, we're driving, driving around, dick sporting goods. I need to get some stuff for the game, whatever. Blase, blase. 
and I'm talking to Pastor Leonora and I'm saying, ooh, I, I want to get my number. I want to get number three. And I was trying to add God to it, obviously. I was trying to add for perfection or five for God's grace. Really, I just wanted a number that looked cool. If I'm being completely honest, if I'm going to keep it stacked. And during the tryouts for the U.S. national team, it was first come, first serve. So, like, I'm going to get my jersey. You know, this is the actual game. I'm going to get my jersey. And I'm going to add God to it because, you know, I just went to church, got a prophecy done. That next day, I made sure I was going to be the very, very first person there at the equipment area. I was there before the coaches. I was there before the players. I was there before the janitors. The doors was locked. It was like 5 a.m. in the morning. Janitors come. They open up the door. Coaches come. Time to pick out the jerseys. I walk in just to find out that all the jersey numbers were pre-selected. This is the day after that man prophesied that I was going to preach the gospel all the days of my life. And the number that I got, and I don't know if you could see it, probably like somewhere here. Yeah, we see was it right above you. 27. And 27, I was a DB. So I was like, okay, it's not what I wanted. I wanted like a single digit, something that looked cooler. But it's okay. I'm a DB. 27s, numbers in 20s, it's okay. At least I didn't get like 63 or something. Then I was like, whatever, let's see what happened. What, what is the biblical meaning behind the number 27? So I just looked it up on my phone. And sure enough, the very first thing that popped up was the preaching of the gospel unto salvation. Come on. And I was like, man, that's crazy. And Pastor Leonor was already telling me that whole trip, many are called, few are chosen. Like these things were already chosen for me. Like the Lord already planned this for my life. Even though I was running away from it, even like a Jonah, like a Jonah running from Nineveh, mm. you know, the Lord, you know, he already planned it. He already saw it and he knew that millions of lives needed to be touched and that that was going to happen. Long story so, short, man. the game's played. I was like, that's a cool thing, da, 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 whatever. But I didn't actually start following Jesus after that. And it's crazy. So many people would be like, God, just send me a sign, one sign. And that would have been enough. That wasn't enough for me. I was like, mm. eh, okay, that was cool. That was powerful. I like some of the things, other things I can't imagine, like preaching the gospel all the days of my life. I don't know about that. Coming up to my sophomore year, going into my, I was going to go into my sophomore year of high school, getting ready for football, went to some football camps. Um, I was went to, got some recruits, some coaches were recruiting me and follow me on Twitter, things like that. Season comes up and this is where my testimony really kicks in. Football is my idol. People are loving for my for football. Uh, I'm good at football. This that. Got a girl now. Talking to a girl. We're talking. Waste of time. If you're not talking stage is stupid. One <laughs> dating stage. If you're not dating to marry, what are you dating for? Go dating ahead to break and up. preach. But we were talking at the same time. So there you go. Another idol. Vanity. Whatever. Second game of the season against a trash team. Against a, a very trash team. And my pride was already boosted up because I was on the U.S. national team, this, that, the third. Catch a screen, spin. It was going to be a touchdown. I, I make a cut, ACL, boom. No one even touched me. ACL, gone. Now, the very thing that I was getting praised for, the very thing that was my idol that I was worshiping is now the thing that has been stripped from me. And it's so crazy because, you know, the Bible says that our hearts are deceitful. Mm. Before that game... I was praying to God before that game. I was praying to God, but it was vanity. It wasn't genuine. You know, and God even even 
through his love allowed that to happen. He allowed me to tear my ACL to That's wake good. me up. And I still wasn't woke up by that point, but that was a big thing. I was like, okay, football's gone. Now I'm going through this recovery process. I'm like, I can't even lift up my leg. My football career, it might be done. Like, what, what is going on? Girl ends up cheating on me. I'm like, yo, okay, this is crazy. This is absolutely insane. Second thing, football failed me. Girl failed me. Mm. And it got to such a, a low point, and I was depressed because you feel the void in your chest, in your heart, in your purpose with these things that never amount to anything eternally. And whenever those things are stripped from you, now what do you have left? Come on. And it's nothing. I had nothing. And so I resorted even to trying to fill it with materialistic things. I stole $1,000 from my grandma and just oh. bought a bunch of stuff. Just a bunch of stuff. And even after that, like I got the stuff, it was cool, whatever, da da da, whatever. But even after that, it was still vanity. Vanity. It's grasping for the wind. Stupid. Nothing. And I got so low to a point where I tried to end my own life. Oh my gosh. I rebuke that. My bad. Oh, that's actually crazy. My grandma's actually calling me right now. <laughs> She's my watching bad. the stream. She's uh, like, you need to pay that back. Hey, grandma, I'm on live stream right now, but say what's up to the live stream and then I got to hang up in Jesus' Hi, grandma. name. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I, I love, love you, grandma. Tell grandma there's 3,000 people saying hi to her right now. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell her that later, but powerful woman of God. That's a story for another time. Be stage four cancer with COVID in Jesus' name. Through the power, the doctor said she only had two months to live. Wow. That's it. She had two months to live, but she said, no, I'm healed by Jesus Christ. And she got healed Come completely, on. totally. All the radiations, everything. Wow. But I stole $2,000 from her and... Now I'm at a point where none of this stuff is, is fulfilling me. Football failed me, girl failed me, materialistic thing failed me. And I tried to off myself, swallowed a bunch of pills at my dad's wow. house, you know, woke up in the hospital. And the crazy thing about that too is after I woke up in the hospital, it was such a selfish, selfish thing because my mom was there and she was talking, she, she was just started crying. And she told me, man, I'm just happy. This is the best birthday gift I could ever have that my son's still alive. Wow. I was so selfish. And I was, I tried to kill myself on my mom's birthday. And I didn't even know it was my mom's birthday. Wow. Like just such a dark place. Just broken, desolate, hurting. And I, I was like, man, I failed me. Girl failed me. Football failed me. Materialistic things failed me. And I remembered. What about that Jesus, though? Come on. Come let me on. let me try. Let me try Jesus. Genuinely. What else do I have to lose? Let me try. So I actually tried. I got this Bible right here. And I opened it for myself. Shout out Pastor Leonora. She says, start out with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So I started reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And day by day, it didn't just happen overnight that I start fell in love with Jesus. How many boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wife did you just fall in love with overnight? That's good. Like, right, you fell in love with them the second you met them? No, 
No, it's a, it's a process. You know, even sanctification, it's a process of sanctification. It doesn't just happen overnight. And I started genuine. You know, it took me three months to stop cursing. I remember in one of my, my shorts, somebody was like, oh, she's cursing like a sailor. She just gave her life to Christ. Mm. Like, it took me three months to stop cursing. It might be a four steps forward, one step back type of thing, but at least I'm genuine. Jesus Good. never called us to sin less, but he does call us to sin less. Mm. And any doctrine that tells you repentance isn't necessary, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Go ahead. Because Go Jesus ahead. said, and believe in the gospel, Mark 1.15. But started reading the Bible, and I start, that void started getting filled more and more and more. And I started feeling his love and his peace. And I was still living in some sin <laughs> because I wasn't, I didn't know him, know him yet. That's I was good. still growing with him. And those things started to break off. I had a TikTok, an old TikTok, and it had like 70K because at that time I was so broken. TikTok had just started. I got on TikTok and I blew up like 70K, but it was secular stuff, right? You know, Jesus, the Bible says the gifts are without repentance. So I was going to blow up doing something. Yeah. You know, so I was already doing I was I was doing some secular stuff. It wasn't demonic or anything, but really it was because if you're not doing it for the Lord, if it's for the world, you're an enemy of God. Yes. And I made a separate TikTok account for Christian TikToks. And as I'm getting closer to the Lord, I'm making more Christian TikToks, less secular TikToks to the point where I'm like, man, I don't even want to associate with this person. I just deleted the whole account. And this is in 2019 mind you and 2020 hits and of course you know what happened i don't want to say it on the live but you know <laughs> the, taken down. The, glorified cold, the glorified cold hit and everything got shut down school got shut down you couldn't go nowhere it was locked down some people you know all the prophets were saying jesus is coming back this year this that the third you know all these things Everything was shut down. And I thank the Lord because he did, I believe that it happened and he allowed that strategically, even for other people to, to come to Christ because I had all the time in the world to just mm. get into the word, just to get into the word. You know, <laughs> some people say that they're always gonna live in sin, but I wanna tell you right now, if you get in this word genuinely come on. and you read it genuinely, I promise you, you're going to get closer to the light of Jesus Christ. And by default, you're going to get further and further away from darkness. Those things, you're going to have a renewed mind. And those things that used to satisfy you are no longer going to satisfy you anymore. People that say you're always going to live in sin. How could that be that I used to watch pornography? So I'm always going to live in sin and watch pornography. No, I don't watch pornography anymore. So who, who's lying? Are you lying or am I lying? Or is the word of God lying? Because the word of God says that every man is a liar and the word of God is true. Come so on. who am I to believe? I got in that word and I do not say this to boast at all, but I came from that place of depression where the only thing that was filling me, that was get, filling that void was Jesus. And I had nothing else to do. Even classes. They said you didn't even need to go to class because it was just going to be an automatic pass due to the glorified cold. And I was in the word of God. <laughs> I was in the word of God for about five to nine hours a day. Come on. Every single place I went, I was with, I had the Bible. 
every single place I went, I was reading, I was reading, highlighting. You would have thought my Bible was a coloring book, how much I was just highlighting everything because everything is so good. And things started breaking off and a fire just lit inside of me. A fire just lit inside of me. Some people ask me, when did you get saved? And I, I can't really say I said a prayer and I got saved. You know, because even Jesus, he never said, say a prayer and you go to heaven. He, he never said that. Now you're he preaching my message. Come on. <laughs> he said, follow me. So I would say I started following Jesus in, in December of 2019. And as I started following him, certain things started happening. And this is a crazy point because you said, oh, well, we're going to take it back to when he's five. We'll take it back to when I was 10. I was in Zambia. Shout out Zambia. I am Zambian. Hey. And I was at this pastor's house. My dad's friend, Pastor Eddie. Shout out Pastor Eddie. Shout out Leon Chancellor. And I had a dream at 10 years old. This is a, a, a stage in my life where I didn't know the scripture. This is a stage in my where I was innocent. I was a novice. I didn't know anything. I, I, it, nobody told me to say this or implanted these things into my mind. Matter of fact, after the dream slash vision occurred, I didn't think anything of it. Will I ever forget it? No, I never will. But I never thought anything of it. This is the dream that I had though, and it's going to tie in to me getting into the scripture in 2020. I was on, just picture a night sky, right? And right about here, there's a huge, huge blue moon. It's like an aura. The aura around it is like blue. It's a night sky. It's a blue tinted moon. It's huge. And there is a road right here. There's a road right here. And on the edge of this road, it's like a cliff, like a drop off. And to the right of this road is a pit. To the left of this road is a pit. And there's huge trees on each side of the road. You can't see what's on the other side. And there's on this road, there is a car. There's a car on this road and it's driving towards the edge of this cliff, towards to the other side. And this car was the exact width of the road. There was no going right. There was no going left. If you went right, you were going to fall off into this just black abyss. If you go left, you were going to fall off into this black abyss, just darkness. And this car was just driving smoothly. And then I hear in my dad's voice, and my dad is African, I hear him call me by my first name, David. <laughs> and I snap into first person and I'm in this car and I'm like, yes, dad. No response. We're still driving, I imagine. Then I hear again, David. Yes, dad. No drivers in the car. There's a, uh, a woman next to me. No response. Then the last time, and I'm assuming that we were getting to the end the end of this cliff, the end of this road. And I hear again, David. And before I was able to say, yes, dad. Imagine the brightest light you could ever imagine, but times that by a million, the closest thing you can imagine to the light of Jesus Christ is like the sun, staring into the sun, but the sun is so dirty compared to this light. I'm talking, it is dirty compared to the light of Jesus Christ because of the holiness, the purity, the, it was so powerful. I can't imagine. And I want to tell you the very second that it happened, 
that, that Jesus came into this vehicle as we crossed to the other side. It was like, imagine my snap is Jesus come, coming into the, the vehicle, the scenery. Me and the person next to me, our heads dropped immediately. And we just started singing at the top of our lungs and tears just started coming down. Our God is an awesome mm. God, he reigns. Just at the top of our lungs, tears falling down. And the number one thing, which I believe a lot of Christians, Christians, it, get wrong. And they say, you should never fear the Lord. That you, God's not to be feared. The first thing that I felt as a 10-year-old, with no prior experience of scripture or anything, the very first feeling that I experienced was the fear of the Lord. Mm. The, that I felt like I was absolutely nothing. This, this person did not need me whatsoever. They did not need me. I was like a speck of dust. I was like, like you can't even see it, like an atom. Like he could have crushed me. The fear of the Lord. Just, it was such an unimaginable. Oh no, we lost him. Did his camera die? No, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Let's see if we can get him back on here, guys. Give me one second. No, 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 no. We're gonna try to get him back on one second. I think his camera died probably. We're gonna get him on intermission guys while he gets back on, please in Jesus name. Right at this dream, right when his, he was gonna tell us his dream. Let's see if we can get him back on. Oh, his camera's not loading. Let me call him real quick. He just set up his PC too for the stream. Let me see if we can get him back on. Stay guys, it's live. I know there's 3,500 of you. So hopefully you guys stay. We're gonna get it working. We're on a cliffhanger here. Everybody pray, pray, pray. Oh no, let's see, is he reconnecting? Oh, his camera's off. Let me call him again. I'm guessing his camera wasn't plugged in and it died. That's all I could think of because his camera's off. Is his camera there he is. Okay, is it back? Is Did it back? Did the camera die? Yeah, it died, but I had a second battery charging. That devil's a liar, bro. Oh, okay, I is your other that. is your other battery charging now? Yeah, it's charging. I'm gonna put okay. it back on the charger, but I had another battery charging. Oh, just in case God. anything like that happens. Yeah, we gotta but, get you the plug where it'll charge as you're it. live. Hey, this is your first live stream, bro. We're learning. We're learning here. Yeah. So where was I at though? I was you were like, right uh, at the end of your dream, right where you you were at like the climax, yeah. and then the camera died. <laughs> All right. So like the fear, the fear of the Lord, it just gripped me, and that's why I can't. I don't understand when people say, you know, the fear of the Lord isn't good. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and I. I wasn't, like I said, I was innocent. I didn't understand the scriptures or anything. Any, And that is what I felt. The second thing that I felt was the love of God. The love of God that I could have been there for eternity and it would not have mattered. Anything that was wow. around me, the person next to me, the vehicle that I was in, but I was just worshiping the Lord. And, you know, some, some people, you know, they say like, we're going to be doing things in heaven and, and we might be doing things in heaven, but I promise you when you're in the presence of the Lord, you're going to be, you'll worship him and it, it'll be the best thing you could ever imagine. You won't even want to do anything else. Like I could have been there forever. Seriously. 
without being disturbed, just worshiping the Lord. It was the best feeling I could ever imagine. I wake up out of that dream slash vision, and I tell my dad, I tell um, Pastor Eddie, and I don't remember their response, but I just kept on living life. You know, I was 10 years old, right? Now let's step back to 2020, and I start reading the Bible Come on. for myself. And I get to Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 through 14, and it clicked. Wide is the way that leads to destruction, and many are on it. Narrow and difficult is the way that leads to life, and few find it. It Right then and there, I knew that's what the Lord was trying to show. That's what the Lord showed me when I was 10 years old, and I didn't even know. He showed me that. And from that moment, I was, I was like, okay, my God is real. This Jesus is real. He gave me this experience when I was 10 years old, a dream that I will never, ever forget. And it's in this Bible that, that I never, ever read until wow. this point. So it was the word of God, and you that, reading it, that transformed you, that started changing your life. I think a lot of people are waiting for a certain moment or a certain encounter before they start reading the Bible. But for you, it was reading the scripture that transformed, broke off the desires. Now, as you're reading... Are your desires changing now? Are you? Is your life starting to change? Oh, yes. What did that process look like as you're as you're going through the scripture? Yeah, a hundred percent. As that after that moment happened, now it was like I gotta put up or shut up. This is mm. I'm all in or I'm all out. And another scripture that hit me very very hard, and this is a core scripture for me that I keep to my heart. John fourteen fifteen. Jesus says, "If you love me, keep my commandments." And when I read that, I had to evaluate myself after reading everything that Jesus said previously in his teachings, do I love him? Do I really love him? Come on. And it's not legalism to keep his commandments. It's do you love him? So because good. if you love somebody, you're going to show it with your actions. Jesus says a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So is the seed of Christ in me or is the seed of the flesh in me? Mm. Is the seed of the world in me? Is CNN in me? is is instagram in me Come what is on. in me is is it jesus christ or is it the world and i was like i'm gonna love jesus i'm gonna love him with my actions not just my words and i kept reading the gospels and another verse that convicted me very heavy was mark 16 15 and jesus says preach the gospel to every creature mm. and i'm like okay i'm if i love jesus I'm going to do this. I'm going to preach the gospel to every creature. I'm going to preach the gospel. And the Holy Spirit even even put it on my heart. And and some people may think this is crazy, but the Holy Spirit's voice is like a whisper. It's like a knowing. I speak to the Holy Spirit every single day. And some people might be like, what? Like when I say I feel the Holy Spirit every single day, like a tangible feeling, I feel his presence every single day. I speak with him every day. I listen to him every single day. Come on. And a word that he downloaded to me during this moment, he said, David, if you don't preach the gospel to your neighbors, to your friends, to your teammates, it means two things. Either you don't believe in Jesus. You don't believe that he lived, died, and rose again. You don't believe what he said about heaven and hell is true, which means you're not a Christian. Or 
you don't love your neighbor as yourself because you see them living in sin. You see them living in a lifestyle without Jesus, which means there's only two ways and their way isn't going to heaven and you're still not going to warn them and you believe you're going to heaven because you believe in me. You're not a Christian either. And, and at that point, I was like, no, I, I'm going to love Jesus. I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. I believe I'm following Jesus. I believe I'm going to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven. Why would I keep that to myself? Why? And it's so easy to hide behind a camera and just be around, the, be behind a camera and everything. But I want to go out to the, the streets. Everybody, just because you don't have a social media on, platform, preach. just because you don't have millions of followers or viewers, subscribers, God has given every single person a sphere of influence, whether it be your best friend who is a Muslim, whether it be your coworker who is an atheist, whether it be your dad who is a lukewarm Christian. <laughs> like it could be anybody. Now it's your responsibility as a believer to at least give them an alternative, at least shed the light that Jesus has given you and tell them about Jesus. Because if you don't, do you really believe what Jesus said about heaven and hell. Do you believe in him? Because it's one thing to say, I believe in Jesus, John three sixteen. But there's another thing to say, if you really believe in him, then you will believe him when he says, if you don't repent, you will all likewise perish. To believe in him, to believe him when he says, unless you are born again, you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, John 3, 3. And that is the turning point that I got to. And... There's a lot in between after that, but and, and I'll you tell start, you that's the So you get radically saved through reading the Bible. Your parents, what are your parents yeah. thinking? What are your family thinking? Everyone's probably like, what happened to Mapalo? He's, he's a different person. The Bible had that transforming power. And this is what a lot of people in the chat, by the way, there's 4,000 people in the chat. Praise the Lord. We're on some algorithm. We were at 5,000, 3,000, 4,000. We're, flo we're flowing ah. on the algorithm in Jesus name. But man, I look at, this next generation, and it feels like every decade, God raises up a new batch of revivalists. A lot of my friends got saved 2010, 2011. I got saved in 2011. A lot of guys that are, I would say, bigger on YouTube or whatever got saved in 2010, 11. Now there's a bunch of these young guys like yourself, and I feel like an old man calling you a young guy, but a bunch of young guys that got saved in 2019, 2020. And I looked at your page, I recently found you, and I was thinking, Lord, this, this is what you're raising up. Like I've been praying, saying, Lord, raise up these Gen Z, raise up this next generation and wondering, Mapalo, what are they going to look like? Are they going to be these <laughs> soft, woke, snowflake Christians or, or, or are they going to be these radical, bold, armed and dangerous, spiritual snipers, special forces, revivalists, holiness, prayer, fasting, no worldly music, no worldly movies, living for Jesus, uh, stepping out in boldness, like you getting up in the airplane and preaching, getting up at the mall. And I know people in the chat, we're going to show some videos are like, you shouldn't be standing up brother in an airplane and inconveniencing, inconveniencing people. But I said this in the video I made about you, what's inconvenient more than you standing up in an airport or what you're known for of you preaching at school or preaching at the mall, getting kicked out. Is our friends and family going to hell? Meanwhile, we're in the chat right now saying, oh, I just think he's too young. Oh, I just think. Meanwhile, you haven't shared your faith with anybody. Like there's many of you I'm typing in the you. chat. Uh, now, 99% of the comments are positive. Everybody loves you. You have an amazing f following all that. But then you have these people that are 
these older guys have a lot of head knowledge that aren't doing anything but criticizing. And they're like, I just don't know. Meanwhile, God is raising up this generation and God's saying, they don't need your permission. These young guys that are on fire and radical, burning with the power of the Holy Ghost, they're not looking for permission. They're not looking for approval. God has raised them up. And I love that you are, Mapalo, a result of a praying mom, a praying dad, a praying grandma. To all you grandmas out there that watch my stuff, I know there's a bunch of you. Keep on praying. Yeah. Keep on believing. Keep crying out to God. God is hearing your prayers. You know, Mapalo, before I got saved, like, I don't know how many months it was, maybe six months, eight months, I brought my girlfriend to my grandma's house. I was a complete atheist, just bad, right? And my grandma said, oh, Isaiah, do you still want to be a preacher? And you used to say you still want to be a preacher when you were a kid. And I, my grandma was basically just like talking about how when I was a kid, I wanted to be a preacher and what I thought about that. I left my grandma's yeah. house and was telling my girlfriend, oh, my grandma's nuts. My grandma must have like Alzheimer's. My grandma's crazy because my grandma, bro, she still thought I was going to be a preacher. Even though I was out in the world, she thought she still was praying and believing God. And sure enough, now look at me today. And my grandma's one of my biggest fans, watches all my stuff. She's in all my lives. Man, if you're a grandma out there, keep on praying, keep on crying out, keep on believing. And if you are out there saying, oh, I love, I feel the Holy Ghost. I got to turn my little AC on, man, because I'm sweating here. You get me all fired up. If you're out there (laughs) waiting for a feather to fall on you, for gold teeth to grow in your mouth or gold dust, you're like, one day I'm going to have this encounter and serve God. Guess where you could start? Start reading the Bible. As you read the Bible, that's why I love your testimony. There's transforming power. A lot of people have radical encounters. And praise the Lord, I had a radical encounter. But some people, they just get in the scripture. They just get in prayer. They just get in the word. And I love that part of your story where you're like, dude, I was reading the Bible. And then this boldness came about me. And I thought about one of my favorite verses in the Bible is 2 Corinthians 5.18, which says, and all of this is a gift from God. And then it says, who brought himself back to us through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling Mm -hmm. people back to him. And then Paul goes on to say, we are ambassadors speaking on behalf of God. That when we tell people come back to God, it's as if God himself was speaking through us. That's what you've made Mm -hmm your life mission, bro, is you are Mm -hmm. reconciling people back to God. You are standing there. You're going, turn around. The house is on fire. You're going to die and go to hell and you're not doing it. And now I want to show some of these clips. You're not doing it in a hateful way. You're not doing it in a bigot way. You're not doing it. You're actually one of the first guys I've seen that are out there, not just street preaching, but you're more like street evangelizing, which I like better. And then again, I don't want to talk bad about street preaching, but you're going up to people one-on-one Hey, get my number. Hey, I want to share the gospel. Hey, you're doing it in a loving way, a cool way. These young people, I see them in your comments. All of these junior hires, high schoolers looking up to you. You're a role model for them. But also what I love is you're part of a local church. Your parent, you were saying your dad is a man of God. You have these men of God around you. I think some people might watch you and say, oh, this guy's just crazy out there. But no, you are grounded in God's word. You are serious about the things of God. You are in a local church and you are going hard after God. And man, keep on going. Where, I know you talked about your upbringing. Where were you born and raised? How did that have to do with your testimony? I don't know if you already talked about the Zambia thing, but how did your how did that have to do with your um, testimony, where you were raised in your upbringing? Like, where were you born at? Where are you from? Okay, uh, I was born in Dallas, Texas but I was raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And before I get into this, 
is my camera okay or do I got that McDonald's Wi-Fi going on? Cause no, you're good. It was going out. You looked a little bit like a Minecraft character, but you're back now. You're clear now. I look, I look, I look okay now. Yeah, you had a diamond pickaxe in your hand, but now you're good. Shout out to all the Gen <laughs> Z in the chat right now. You got all the young people in the chat, bro. So you know, I got to try to sound cool uh, at some point. Yeah. Uh, no, all you're clear right, so, now. Okay. All right, McDonald's Wi-Fi. My kind of like, dang, I'm like, man, I got that McDonald's Wi-Fi going on. I need to get my own router or something because this is of demonic. I rebuke that. But I said, I was born in Dallas, Texas. Oh no, we lost him. The devil is a liar. He might have to call on his phone here because I think his camera died again. Let's see. He might have to set up his phone. Let me get him to set his phone up. Give me a second. That McDonald's Wi-Fi. We got 4,000 of you on here, too. Let me see if he has a tripod. Everybody stay tuned. All right, everybody relax. We're going to get him back in Jesus' name. The devil is a liar. We're going to get him a plug. Oh, you know, he's FaceTime. Let me see. Let me... Did, did it die? All right, he's setting it up on his phone, guys. We're gonna get him, listen, this is his first live stream ever, his first interview ever. So we are going to get him linked up on the phone and then we are going to Amazon Prime him a charger. I'm gonna show him the right one to charge his camera as he's live. This is all part of being live, live streaming. What do you guys think about the testimony so far? Awesome numbers, we still have about, there was up 1.5,000 of you, but there's 3,900 of you plus, how many on Facebook? I know we're over 4,000. We have 4,400 of you on right now. All right, we're okay. going to get him back. Yeah, can you turn it to the side? Yeah, there yeah. we go. Let's oh, see. I rebuked that. We're going to flip it All here. Right. There we go. There we go, and it looks good too. Let me All fix right, this bet, screen bet. here. Hold on. Yeah, it looks good, dude. looks super good. The devil is Damn, a liar. I'm fresh. Hold on, we're going to get you fixed up, bro. We got 4,500 people on here, so we're going to get you fixed up here. never happen again, bro. I rebuke that in the name of is your phone on a charger now? Yes, it is. It, okay. My phone will not die. It will Amen. live and not die. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, bro. Man, I'm sick. That was disgusting. Okay, but... All right, we're going to get um, you volumed up. Okay, you're good to go. We got you lined up. I'll adjust your camera as you talk. But let's talk about... Yes, let's talk about where you were raised, where you were born, and where you're from, because people wanted to know in the chat, uh, wh where were you born? All right, let's try this again. I was born in Dallas, Texas. Raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I believe that the Lord was very precise and particular in the, the place I was raised up and born in. Because I came from Dallas to Albuquerque. And if you guys don't know Albuquerque, New Mexico, most people don't. Some people think I'm from a different country. Some people think don't understand that New Mexico is a part of the United States. But <laughs> it is a part of the United States. And I was raised in Albuquerque. Shout out 505, you know, y'all y'all know who you are. But this place is one of the top 10 most dangerous cities to live in in the U.S. It is literally called the land of enchantment. Witchcraft. It's one of the only four states in the United States where bestiality is okay. And if y'all don't know oh. what that is, 
It's it's basically with animals, if you know what I mean. And it is is a very wicked place. It's a small deserted town, and it reminds me of Nathaniel talking to Philip mm. in John chapter one verses forty six. And he asked, he said, "Can anything good come out of Nazareth?" And Philip said, "Come and see." <laughs> So I believe that the Lord was very strategic in placing me in Albuquerque, New Mexico to show that you guys have no excuse wherever you guys are from. God will raise up somebody out of anywhere, even out of the land of enchantment, even out of a diabolical place like that. The Lord will raise somebody up. The Lord will raise a standard and will raise a man or woman of God to be someone in the kingdom of heaven to destroy, to fight spiritual warfare. And cast down, bind, rebuke in the name of Jesus. He'll use you. But so don't get discouraged. Oh, I live in a third world country. Uh, Albuquerque might as well be a third world country. I'll keep it real. <laughs> but, uh, you know, wherever you're at, the Lord will use you. And I believe that's even motivation for somebody that's watching this. You may be saying, man, I, I was born here. I was raised in this state, this country. Trust the Lord that he can get you through that. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Come and see. Trust the Lord and watch. Watch. That's so good. Now, when you got saved, I wanted to ask you, I know that now you're casting out demons, you're preaching the gospel, you're praying for the sick. Did you always believe in casting out demons? How did you get involved in deliverance and how did you start casting out demons on the street and friends and family? How did that start? Casting out demons, deliverance, It's almost like belief in Jesus as well in the aspect of there's people that say they believe in Jesus, but then their actions do not show it. It's Mm. like, how could I say I believe in, how could I, I believe in spiritual hosts of wickedness that I'm warring against in the spiritual realm, right? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but I never war against them. Mm. How could I believe, how could I say I believe Jesus when he says in Mark 16, 15, those who believe in me and my name, they'll cast out demons. But then I never actually operate in that. You know, how could I truly, how could I believe that? So even though I would say even when I was 16 and, you know, spread, I just got on fire for Jesus, you know, everything, I wanted to love the Lord, everything that he said. I don't think that I believed in that because if I did, I read the scripture, I read it. But if I really believed it, I would have stepped out in faith and did it. And the thing is, I started operating in that when I actually came across um, some spiritual warfare pillars. John Ramirez, I came across him in in January, and and you actually, I came across you as well. It's awesome. My dad, he operated in deliverance a lot, and he has a lot of testimonies. Shout out Patrick Mapalo. He he gonna be on my podcast too. I'm sure he'll probably be on your podcast. Come too, on, come on. But. I've heard of deliverance, this, that, but I never operated in it. But when I started watching this, I'm like, if demons are real and Jesus came to set the captive free and a huge portion of Jesus' ministry was deliverance, but he said greater things you will do. Why am I not even operating in deliverance? There's people that are going to church and they're going with the same afflictions into the service and then leaving with the same bondages. Come on. When all you need to say is come out in Jesus' name. And you come in the name of Jesus, not not the Jesus whom whom Paul preaches. No. 
because that ain't going to work. That devil will, will strip you down. Mm. You got to have a genuine relationship with Jesus, but operate it in faith. I, I watched one of your videos, actually, and you had like a little, like almost a step-by-step. Not and, and obviously, because you've seen some of my deliverance, I don't operate all the time because different measures cost for different yeah. things. Yep. But the first time that I operated in deliverance, it was in a church. I was actually started a youth group in Albuquerque in about six months ago, five months ago. And I was in the pulpit. I was just preaching a fire word. And I looking into the, the, the crowd of kids and I'm literally seeing these teenagers manifesting while I'm preaching. Wow. And I called him out during the preaching. I was like, I see you. And I wasn't calling out the kids, but I was calling out the demons inside of Come on. Inside of these teenagers. And I said, I see you. And we're going to, I'm going to deal with you after this. I'm serving you an eviction notice right now in Jesus name. And afterwards, I pretty much um, step by step went through how is deliverance biblical in the Bible, where it's shown dot, 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 you know, and I operated in it first demons cast out. Boom. And one may think, oh, well, that's in the church. That's in a, 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 a Pentecostal church, whatever. Da, da, da. Maybe they were faking. Maybe they were acting. Okay. May, may, maybe you can say maybe they were faking. But how do you explain the, the next Sunday? And I'm telling you, this, this is real. And on the street, a family receiving deliverance that I never, ever met before. Come on. That I never met before. And another word for somebody in here, too. Jesus said, I was thirsty and you never gave me drink. I was hungry. You never fed me. I was sick. I was in jail and no one ever visited me. And people are going to say, Jesus, when did we see you like that? And, and when did we see you with, with thirsty and not give you drink or hungry and not feed you? And, and Jesus is going to say, in as much as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. And he cast those people in Matthew chapter 25 into hellfire. Why do we neglect the poor? Why don't we go out to the streets? Why don't we evangelize the homeless? Do you think that the millionaires and the, the, the billionaires are the only ones that need Jesus? No, in, in God's eyes, we're dust. You know, we're, we're equal. The same person eating out of the trash is just as important and loved by God as the person driving the Bugatti. Come on. So... I went out to the street on a Sunday and I was with some brothers and long story short, there was this family and there was this little boy named Mateo and he, he was wearing these boots. He was 10 years old and the family was homeless and he was wearing like oversized size 10 boots. And I was like, I just took off. I, I got some shoes that I had in the back cause we were just, you know, giving back, you know, we we're, Operating in that Matthew chapter 25, we want to show the love of God intangibly. So Come on. we went out and I, I gave him shoes and I was just talking to him and I was talking to his, his cousin and his cousin was manifesting. And I was like, you got to know that this, these shoes weren't from us. These shoes were from Jesus. He loves you. He cares about you. And, and I was like, do you want, do you know who Jesus is? And I spread the gospel with him. He received Jesus. And in the middle of the street, in the middle of the day, this man says that he wants he wants to be set free because I clearly could tell he was manifesting. And I was given some word of knowledge as well about his anger issues and things like that. And he manifests. I'm telling you, I have the video, not of him, but of the mom. And I didn't even I put my hand like this and I said, in Jesus name, come out. And I'm, 
he just started going back. I said, Elijah, get behind him. He almost fell into the road because we're in the middle Eric's section with a bus. He almost fell into the road. I said, Elijah, get behind him. I cannot make this up. I didn't touch him. Second person, right after this, the little boy sees that and he's smiling. And I was like, how do you, how do you feel to, to the cousin? And he says, I feel lighter. I feel good. And every single time people are always like, I feel lighter. I feel, got set free. Now the mom comes, the mom of the little boy. I'm like, do you, so do you want to receive Jesus? Because we, we prayed and we held hands when, when we were praying for him. But I was like, you know, him receiving Christ into his heart, you can't live off of his faith. Come on. You know, do you want Jesus in your heart? You want to be set free? And I was getting words of knowledge. And and she still said, uh, uh, no. And the thing that broke my heart the most it was just like that childlike faith is Mateo. He looks at her and she's looking at him and he says, mom, please, 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 please. Encouraging her saying, please receive Jesus. If Jesus can do that for our cousin, he can do that for you. And this woman in the middle of the, of the street, middle of the of broad daylight, you know, she starts renouncing every unforgiveness. She starts renouncing every unclean spirit. And I just went like this, in the name of Jesus, come out, come out in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, come out. And that's still, that's one of the very first videos on my Instagram. It didn't blow up at all because it was like literally one of my first videos on Instagram. But that was a street deliverance. I never met that person in my life, broad daylight. Because sometimes you could be like seeing church and you might be like, oh, well, maybe these people are just playing church. But this is a person on the street. If you want to see uh, real deliverance, go out to the streets. You'll see come it. Demons on. I, are real. I love this. Now, I'm going to play the clip. It's about three or four minutes of you doing deliverance at a pride festival. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to play the whole video, just the deliverance portion. Tell us really quick before I show everyone that video. What was that all about? Because you were witnessing to these girls. One of them was drunk. The other one was, I think, sobering up as you were preaching. After you witnessed to these two girls that were drunk, then that guy was back there starting to manifest. Tell us a little bit about th what we're about to watch, and then I'm going to play this deliverance video so they can see what you're talking about. Yeah, so so basically, um, that was another time that I was evangelizing and deliverance broke out on the streets. And I was I was talking to this woman. Uh, she she came up to me. She was like, "Mopalo, oh my!" She's like, "You're you're that guy." And she started cursing like a sailor. And that's the video I was talking about. That people were like, <laughs> "Oh, she's cursing." She was like, "No." way and i was like i was like yeah but you follow me but do you follow jesus mm. and she ended up giving receiving jesus in her heart i gave a word of knowledge and and that video is still up you guys can see that um but gave a word of knowledge i was just evangelizing her the camera camera devil that camera died on me too and so i had to pull out my phone and i was like this i was like so what just happened because i i was doing deliverance on her as well but the camera was off for that so nobody saw oh, that man. And i was like so what just happened she's like i was set free da, da, da. and i was like and she said i was like can i get it in jesus name and she said in jesus name and then in the back i'm looking at the camera and i'm like what is going on back there? And I see my camera guy praying over some guy and he's manifesting in the back. So then I just go around and I'm like, I'm looking at him. I give the phone to my cam to my camera guy and I just lay my hand on him like in the name of Jesus. And I see the e I see an evil eye around his neck in a crystal form of idolatry. Because why are you trying to get your peace and protection from an object? Come on. And I said, that's demonic. I was like, I was like, you need to take that off right now. 
And it was crazy. He he took it off. I never met this guy in my life. He was just a random biker. And he and I got some backstory too, but that's that's pretty much how it went. And then you can get to the Yeah, to I'm the gonna show you guys now. it right here. All right, here we go. Let's watch this clip. Let me mute us and play this one second. Delivering me, 
Setting me free. Setting me free. Of my demons. Of my demons. Of every unclean spirit. Of every unclean spirit. I'm choosing today. I'm choosing today. To repent. To repent. To turn away. To turn away. From my sin. From my sin. And turn to you. And turn to you. I believe. I believe. That you are Lord. That you are Lord. I believe that you lived. I believe that you lived. Died. Died. And rose again. And rose again. Just for me. Just for me. Jesus. Jesus. I'm asking. I am asking. That you give me your Holy Spirit. Give me your Holy Spirit. Fill me. Fill me. I rebuke. I rebuke every unclean spirit. Every unclean spirit. To never come in again. To never come in again. By your power. By your power. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I pray a ring of fire. I pray a ring of fire. The same one around Job. The same one around Job. Around me. Around me. That no unclean spirit. That no unclean spirit. Ever comes back in again. Never comes back again. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I'm choosing to follow you. I'm choosing to follow you. All the days. All the days. Of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. that was a fire video obviously deliverance on the street the guy just randomly there starts manifesting for those that say oh you fake it blah 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 literally how can you fake that's the guy on the street and then also before i turn you over to talk about the situation those of you in the chat that are like i don't think this is biblical let me just say this you've never read the gospels you've never read the book of acts because it is absolutely biblical Matthew chapter 10, the 12 disciples are sent out to cast out demons. Luke chapter 10, the 72 cast out demons. Mark 16, all those that believe cast out demons. The reason why, let's just be honest, you don't cast out demons is because you don't believe. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name, Mark 16, 17. They shall cast out demons. And then we go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 8. Philip the evangelist is casting out demons. Acts chapter 16, uh, uh, Paul is casting out demons. Acts chapter 19 handkerchiefs are being laid on people and demons are coming out it's all throughout the bible it's the ministry of jesus so rather than saying it's not biblical just in the chat be honest and say oh i don't read the bible i'm an american watered down lukewarm half in half out compromised synthetic plastic christian I, I just don't read the bible so don't type in the chat this is not in the bible when you you, you obviously haven't read the bible and then also i want to say this for those keyboard warriors, Facebook theologians, couch prophets, you know, armchair preachers that are typing, just remember you're on your couch. You haven't shared your faith with anybody in years. You never pray for anybody. You hardly even make it to church. You're 15 minutes late with your latte spilling all over the place. You don't go minister to anybody. And then you're going to be on here saying, that's not how you do it. I, you know, guys that say that's not how you do it. I always say like, show me how to do it and not one guy has ever showed me because again they're not doing it it's the 
the loudest boos from the cheapest seats. It's the barking dogs trying to stop a train. A train doesn't stop for barking dogs. So, Mapolo, bro, keep blazing. Keep doing it. I love to see the religious people mad. I love to see the Pharisees and Sadducees manifesting in the chat. And those of you that are like, I don't know why I'm laughing the whole time. And this is real here. I'm just going off. This is real. I'm feeling rowdy. We got Mapolo on tonight. The reason why you're laughing at that is because you have a demon. That's why. One of the first manifestations of a demon is laughter. They want to downplay it. They want to joke about it. So real talk, some of you in the chat were going, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's it's literally because your demon is responding to that. One of the first signs of, of someone having a demon is laughter during the preaching, during the prayer, during watching manifestations. There's nothing funny about it. Uh, it's absolutely demonic if you're laughing and you don't know why. And I'm being serious about that. I'm not rebuking you. Some of you are like, I don't know why I'm mm -hmm. laughing. And guess what? Tonight, we are going to evict every foul, dark, demonic, unclean, malevolent spirit. In Jesus' name, every yes. spirit must go tonight in Jesus' name. And we're going to pray for that towards the end. Jesus. Tell us a little bit about that guy. I know you said there was something people didn't see on the camera. But yeah, share that experience mm -hmm. with us. All right. So there are some people that were like, oh, that's, that might, that's fake. I don't believe that. And honestly, that video and the power of God, the way he moved right there, some people... Could, I could totally see why somebody would say, oh, that might be fake. Because the power of God, I said, Holy Spirit, fire. And literally, I went like this, and his head went, that's just the fire of God, for real. Like, I could not fake that. And here's a testament on how I can even know. So I, after that night, me and my, my camera guy, shout out Jacob. Come on. We were driving back to his house, and Jake was like, all right, we got his Instagram and everything, but he's not responding to us. He's not responding I, he might probably need some more deliverance. And and I was like, don't worry. Don't worry. The Lord will bring him back. Because earlier I was preaching at Cain's. And there was a dude that I knew all throughout high school. And he saw me. He dapped me up. Da, 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 and he was waiting in line because Cain's was new in Albuquerque. So there was people waiting outside the line. I was like, that's an opportunity to preach, spread the gospel. I'm going to go to Cain's and tell these people they're going to hell if they don't repent and believe in Jesus Christ. And as I'm preaching, he goes like this and pretends like I did not exist. Mm. The next day, the very next day, I'm walking through the mall with my same guy, Jake, camera guy. And he walks directly to us. And I was like, okay, well, now you can't run. So then I was like, so what do you think about the preaching, da, 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 talking, evangelizing? And I reminded him of that moment. And I was like, the Lord will bring him back to us. So we go back to his, his house, we sleep, da da da. Going to church because it was Sunday. I was editing the that very video that you were playing, Isaiah. I was editing that video. And we actually missed church. I was like, I, I'm gonna post this video today. And we missed church in the morning, but I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna miss church. I'm we're gonna go tonight in the night. And I was like, we can go to my church, crossroads, or and then Jake was like, no, nah, how about we go to this other church in Albuquerque called Calvary? And I was like, well, I've never been there before. Let's, I wanted to check it out. People were saying some good things about the, the fellowship. I was like, whatever, let's go. We go to the, the fellowship. We go to Calvary. And I'm in the restroom. I kid you not, I'm in the restroom. I just finished up. And I'm calling my thumbnail guy. Shout out Josiah. And I'm like, Josiah. There was, I was telling him about the deliverance. This deliverance was so crazy, but this guy is not responding to our DMs. Like, what's going on? Da, da, da. And as I'm exiting the restroom, Jake comes into me, comes it comes to me, and he says, Mapalo, guess who is here? 
at the church. And I was like, what? And he said, the same dude that, that you were doing deliverance on last night or two nights ago is here. And wow. I was like, no way, no way. So after the church service, I end up seeing him. I'm like, yo. And he's like, man, I just feel the light. I just felt the light of God. I felt the light. And he was talking about this, that, the third. And I was like, man, this is powerful. And he told me, I was like, what are you doing here? He said, I don't know. I just felt like coming. I don't even go to the to the evenings at this church. Crazy. And I was like, that's crazy. So then I talked to the pastor of that church. I just met him for the first time. And he's like, oh, how did you guys meet? And me and Jake talked about how we met. That's a whole other story for another time. And then he goes to, well, how'd you guys meet him? Because the dude that deliverance was done on him, he knew the pastor. Wow. And the pastor, uh, they don't operate in deliverance. So it's almost like one of those things where it's like, do you believe in casting demons out of people? Well, yes. Well, if you do, then why don't you do it? So they yeah. don't do that at that church. But a friend, somebody he's known for years is talking about how a demon just got cast out of him. Mm. And he's talking about this. And I'm, and he's like, well, how did you even get here? And he said, I don't know. I just felt something in my gut telling wow. me to come. Wow. I'm telling you, I can't fake this. I, I, I cannot make this stuff up. And it's fun. It Dude, it's fun when you're doing what the Bible tells believers to do. The reason why so many people in the chat are bored as a Christian is because they're doing the religious version. They're not doing the right version. They're not doing the biblical. Like no one was bored in the Bible following Jesus. When Jesus was performing miracles, casting out demons, healing the sick, preaching the gospel, baptizing, it was a fun thing. But when you have American westernized lukewarm Christianity where there's no deliverance, there's no miracles, there's, there's no testimonies. The Bible yeah. says the joy of the believer is the answered prayer. If you're not yeah. praying and God isn't answering the prayers and you're not seeing your prayers answered, then there's no joy. It's so boring. But every one of us knows the joy of seeing a person get delivered, the excitement of seeing someone that's sick get healed, the joy of a family member getting baptized or preaching to them. And so I'm praying there's 5,000 of you watching this. I'm praying every single one of you would get so challenged, Amen. so lit on fire, and maybe even offended at the fact that Man, I'm not doing anything. And it, it really is like when I watched from Apollo, I feel convicted. I feel like, oh, I should be doing this. And so you can either get better or you can get bitter. You can go, uh, I don't really know about all that. And you can cry about it. Or you can just say, look, this is crazy. This is radical. It's out of my box. But you know what? What I've been doing isn't working. Like, yeah. guys, think, think about if you keep doing what you've been doing, expecting to see different results. You haven't been seen. You haven't seen no one get saved. You haven't seen no one get healed. You haven't mm -hmm. seen no one get delivered. So why why keep doing it? Why not try something new? I mean, imagine stepping out and sharing your testimony. Imagine stepping out and being excited about God. Imagine being radical, and then filming it and challenging other people to do it as well. So the next clip I want to show. I'm going to show like two to three minutes of this clip. This made a lot of people mad. Listen, guys, I have proof. I have flown just in the u.s over 200,000 miles i used to fly like 100,000 150,000 miles a year i know about airplanes i've flown to 40 plus states i've lived in an airplane i have platinum status for like nine years in a row when you're getting up they say all right everybody stand up we're gonna wait for the door to open no one can go anywhere 
You're not allowed to move. Now, whenever you did this video and I posted it and reacted and stuff, people were like, oh, you're making people inconvenience. You're in their way. I didn't see that at all. You were not in anybody's way. You were preaching the love of God and it was radical. It was awesome. The flight attendants, I couldn't believe they didn't stop you, but it was, it was awesome. Now this video is going to offend. I just want to say trigger warning. If you're lukewarm, if you're a Pharisee, if you're a Sadducee, if you're a crusty dusty person, this might offend you. This might make you mad. I just want to warn you before, but for those of you that are like, man, I want to, I want to do something bold for God. I want to see something radical. I want to do something then I want you to watch this video. Again, I know it's going to make some of you mad, and eh, but listen, we don't have sympathy. Go cry somewhere else. I'm just saying. Because like when I read the, dis- the disciples, they weren't killed. Let me, let me just preach this last thing. They weren't killed because they sat in church on Sunday. If Jesus did what most pastors do today, they would have never crucified him. They were killed <laughs> because they were testifying the works of the culture were evil. They were standing up in the middle of marketplaces where they were worshiping pagan deities and Paul was reasoning preaching to philosophers in the marketplace if you guys don't know let me just quickly school you all throughout the Bible in the New Testament Paul is starting riots Paul is starting riots people are rioting why do you think they're rioting they're rioting because he's causing trouble everywhere he goes it was riots or revivals he was preaching against the culture against the status quo he was inconveniencing people. He was getting in people's way. So I'm just saying, I just want to trigger warning all the religious people. Let's watch like, we won't play the whole video. You guys can watch it on Mapal's channel, link down below. There's a plug there. But I want to show hey, a portion. I'll, Go for it. One more thing. Also, shout out uh, Calvary. It was a nice service. But start doing deliverance in Jesus' name. Yes. Free in Jesus name. yes, yes. Let's watch this preaching here. We're going to play this. Everybody look at the screen here. But Jesus wants you with him for eternity. His love, but walked away and turned away. People in here that have never felt his love, but felt religion. And I want to tell you, religion is going to hell. If you think you're a good person, you think you're going to heaven because you go to church? You think you're going to heaven because you say a little prayer before you go to sleep? No, Jesus says it's a narrow way. It's a hard walk. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those that do the will of my Father who is in heaven. There's people that are going to say, did I not do wonders in your name? Did I not cast out demons in your name? Did I not prophesy in your name? And he will say, depart from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. You have to evaluate yourself. I do evaluate myself. I thought I loved Jesus. I said I did. And then I read the Bible for myself. And Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I realized I didn't love Jesus like I said I did. Jesus says, if you, if you love me, if you keep my commandments, then you shall abide in my love. There's people here that haven't felt the love of God fully like he wants to show you. And the reason is, is because you're not fully committed. You're wondering, why has God not come through? Why has God not come through? I've cried out to you, God. But you cried out to him like a slot machine when you need him. You don't talk to him and he doesn't know you. How, how are you going to expect God's best when you give him your least? How can you expect God's best when you give him your minimal? I want to let you guys know, and I hope this is convicting you guys. This is the Holy Spirit. If you're feeling any type of conviction, know that this isn't coming from me. This is coming from the Holy Spirit. I'm transformed. This boldness, this joy, this, this love that I have for you guys to even warn you guys is not from me. It's from the Holy Spirit. And it's a warning to turn, to repent, and believe in the gospel 
of Jesus Christ. Repentance is not a one-time thing. Repentance is not a prayer. And I'm sure many of you guys probably in this plane have said the prayer, Lord, come into my heart. I repent of my sins. I, want to, I believe that you lived, died, and rose again. And, and I, I'm confessing you as Lord. But I want to let you guys know that that doesn't get you into heaven. That right there, Paul was saying to the Romans, in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess out of your mouth Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. In Rome, they were killing Christians. And if you confessed anybody else than Caesar is Lord, you were going to die. You were going to get fed to the lions. You were going to go to the Colosseum. That prayer is not a one thing. I say it every, every weekend and I, I get a free ticket to heaven. No, when you say that, you're declaring that I'm going to give Jesus my life. I'm going to lay down all of my past. I'm going to lay down all of my past sin, my iniquity. And I'm going to give everything that I have to Jesus. Jesus does not want 50% of you. He doesn't want 90% of you. He doesn't even want 99% of you. He wants all of you. And He gave all of Himself for you. I love you guys. And if I didn't love you guys, I wouldn't tell you guys this. I love you guys enough to tell you the truth. If I knew that my neighbor's house was on fire and burning, it, I'm going to warn them. And I want to let you guys know that if you're living in sin, if you haven't repented and, and gave your life to Jesus Christ completely and totally, your house is on fire. And when you die, you're going to be in the lake of fire. But Jesus is calling you guys to repentance. And He wants you guys in heaven. He wants relationship with you guys. And I just pray if anybody's listening to this, anybody's listening to the sound of the vo my voice, the Holy Spirit's voice, if you want to repent and give your life to Christ, even after this, you can talk to me. You can get my number. You can pray with me. If not, I pray that this seed that is planted, that God waters it, that He waters it, and that you receive Him. And if you don't, just know that your guys' blood is not on my hands because I warned you. And I know probably not a lot of people have warned you, but I want to let you know that not a lot of people are going to heaven either. Jesus says, that broad is the way that leads to death and destruction and many are going on it but narrow and difficult is the way that leads to life and few find it all right so that was a super bold clip super man i'm telling you i i told you this earlier i'm gonna say it again because there's a lot more people watching i was watching these videos being extremely convicted and like i'm one of those guys bro where i want to be convicted I want someone to bring me out of my comfort zone. I want someone to challenge me. I have not arrived. I don't think I have it all together. I don't think I'm perfect. I want someone, it's just, you don't find a lot of people that will challenge you. And when I watch your videos, um, my my flesh is like, oh, you 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 gotta be stepping out more. You gotta, you gotta be bolder. Yeah. You know, my flesh hated it, but my spirit was like, you gotta be bolder, Isaiah. You gotta step out more. Like, I know it's challenging me when I'm traveling. A lot of times I just shut down because I'm like, oh, I'm traveling. I'm tired. But then the Lord is like, Isaiah, you also, when you're traveling, when you're out and about, you need to be sharing your faith. You need to be evangelizing. I love, you know, the one-on-one -on -one evangelism. Talk to us a little bit about that clip because that was on your birthday. So I love what you said. Hey, guys, it's my birthday. Like, no one can be mad at you, bro. It's your birthday and you're yeah. preaching the gospel on a plane. Is your heart, let me ask you the practical questions and I'll let you talk. Is your heart racing? Are you nervous? Like all of us in the chat, there's 5,000. They're all thinking in their head, they could never do that. They're like, we could never no. ever do that. So give us a little bit of the human side of how you're feeling in your emotions while, while you're doing that. Okay. So 
I'm actually going to drop a video later this week on my YouTube channel. And it's going to do wave. I mean, it's going to be a movement that's going to be so crazy and powerful, awesome movement for Jesus in the whole United States. Come on. And I'm going to go into detail about that because people will be like, well, Paulo, how are you so bold? This, that, the third. I want to preach like that. And I'm going to be honest, the very first time I preached at my school, it was a feeling like my, my whole body was shaking. My flesh was in absolute opposition of my spirit. Mm. My spirit wanted to preach the gospel, reach the lost, win souls for the kingdom. But my flesh was too, was like so scared. Like, oh my gosh, I'm in high school. These people are going to hate me. They're going to, I'm going to lose friends. I'm going to look like a clown. I'm going to look silly. I'm going to look stupid. But whenever I started, whenever I actually stepped out in faith and started, all of that went away. Why? Because I prayed beforehand, Holy Spirit speak through me. So it wasn't really mm. even me speaking out of my flesh, but the Holy Spirit using me as a vessel for his glory. And that's the same thing. Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to say when you're preaching. But when that time comes, the Holy Spirit will speak through you. So I wasn't worried at all when I started. But in the beginning, I was like, my flesh was tight. I was like, man, am I actually going to do this? Am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? And my spirit is like overpowering my flesh. Come and on. I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm walking. Even though my flesh is like, no, 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 no. But over time, I will say this. Over time, that feeling of fear and, and I'm, that boldness, that you're kind of scared, it starts to go away because of one reason the Holy Spirit revealed to me earlier this year. And there's a, this is a big reason why a lot of Christians are not spreading the gospel and preaching the gospel. It's because you are entering a battlefield and this battlefield is not just a physical one. You're entering a spiritual mm. battlefield. And this spiritual battlefield requires a spiritual arsenal. And the Holy Spirit revealed this to me, that a lot of Christians are going into a warfare against an enemy who has a very real power. Not a supreme power, we have the blood of Jesus, but a very real power. And they know that if I evangelize this Muslim, if I evangelize this atheist, this LGBTQ, they might actually know more than me. Wow. They might dismantle my faith. So I don't know anything to even defend what I believe. So I'm not even going to spread the gospel. Put like this. Isaiah, I got to ask you a question. What is the sword of the spirit? The word of God. The word of God. It is our weapon. Now imagine, imagine you are going into a battlefield. Imagine you're going to the Middle East. You're the United States. You have supreme power. You should crush every, all the Middle East, whatever, Iraq, wherever you're in. And you are going into this battlefield, but with no weapon. You're going in with a buoy. Wow. You're going in. What is that going to do to your confidence? Even if this the opposition has older weapons maybe a 1999 ak you know dusty crusty sorry dusty but <laughs> there's a little what, dusty in the chat and there's a little dusty in the chat but what is that going to do to your mental state you're going to be like 
man, I don't, I don't even know if I want to do this. And for good reason, because you know you'd get dismantled. And that's exactly what a lot of Christians' spiritual weapon and arsenal is. Is it they don't got a sword of the spirit. They got a spiritual butter knife. Come All on. they got is John 16. All they got is Philippians 4.13. And that, that that's not going to work in that spiritual warfare. So you might need some more arsenal than that. And the more arsenal that was added, David said, I hide your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. The more arsenal that is added, the more confidence is built. Confidence doesn't just come. You know, it comes by practice and practice and evangelizing and evangelizing, winning souls, being successful at something. Because you're not going to be confident in something that you suck at. Mm. And if you want to win souls, the Bible gives a blueprint in what you can ask for. Now, the Bible says you ask God for wisdom and he will give you wisdom. What else does the Bible say? Proverbs 1130, the wise win souls. Come on. So if you want to win souls, you need wisdom. So ask the Lord for wisdom. A lot of Christians, like, like Isaiah was saying, Christians, you're doing a lot of talking behind the scenes, behind the screens. You're a keyboard warrior, but you're not producing any fruit. You're not even as wise as a demon. Because demons are very wise compared to you. Demons are winning souls left and right. Mm. You are as wise as a literal rock because a rock wins as many souls as you win. And the thing about it is to evangelize and a, a tip, you need to be equipped. The Bible says be ready in and out of season. Study to show thyself approved. That, that fear that you have over time, the more experience that you gain, winning souls, more equipment. You're going to have confidence. And maybe sometimes you might have the little butterflies, but I say, I bind that in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, speak through me. And it Come goes on. away. Even before this podcast, I had a, when I was in the, the private with Isaiah, I got a little bit of, of butterflies. But in my spirit, I said, thank you, Lord. I declare and I decree victory in the name of Jesus. Went away. Come on. Come on. I love it, bro. I realize it's not me speaking. I cannot take any of the glory. It's all Jesus. It's all the Holy Spirit. I, even getting to heaven, some people think, oh, Apollo is works-based. I don't believe in works-based. I believe that I'm saved by the grace of Jesus Christ through faith. The Come only on. work that was needed is what he did on the cross. I can't work my way to salvation. Are you kidding me? So that's what I'll say. If you're scared of evangelizing, become equipped. Mm. Put down the spiritual butter knife. And pick up a spiritual bazooka and blast that devil to smithereens in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on, let's go. I'm telling you guys, this next generation, I'm just gonna I don't even think I don't think I am Gen Z. I think I'm a boomer. I'm not sure what I am, but I'm just gonna pretend I'm 20 again, bro. Cause I just love what God is doing with you with this next generation, the radical, the passion. Now let me ask you this. The people wanna know. I think your name, if I'm not wrong, on Instagram is King David Mapalo. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. What it is. is what explain your name? What does a King David mean in your name? Yeah. I'm very curious. Okay, so you know, some people there's these pharisaical questions, and they'd be like, There's only one king, brother, and it's like, okay, yes, but Jesus is the king of kings. Yes. So that must mean that lowercase k kings. And my name, King David, my original name is David. The king isn't added, but Pastor Leonora. She always called me King David. Shout out Pastor Leonora. She's going to be on the podcast. Mm. 
she always called me King David. That's the mantle, the King David. That's what I was named after. Even my name significance. My dad, he had a dream about two people that he had not met or seen in a long time. And in this dream, they handed him a baby boy. And the very next day after the ultrasound with my mom and they found out I was a boy, those same people walked into a hospital. Wow. And they said, you're going to name your son David. And I was, okay, so that's already one. So one is David after King David. And King David was what? He was a shepherd boy. He was also king. He was a musician. He was a leader. So even some of the same struggles, King David struggled with, I've struggled with adultery, fornication. Like I've, I've struggled with some of these things. And that mantle of king is something that I had to walk in. You know, everything started blowing up whenever I started walking in that mantle. I changed my Instagram username and some people might be like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. But to me, I believe that was prophetic because I started walking in that authority. Because what does it matter if you have the authority, Luke 10, 19, to crush every snake and scorpion, but you never walk in it. So I walk in that, that King David Mopal. That's, that's who I was named after. The Bible says it's better to have a good name than riches because there's meaning, there's power. My middle name is Elisha. And if you don't know Elisha, it's the, the prophet after uh, Elijah. He asked for a double anointing, a double anointing of what Elijah had. And Elijah, if y'all don't know Elijah, Elijah called fire down. Come on now. Elisha, a double portion. I believe everything in my life. I want God's best. Come on. And all that stuff can leave. I want God's best. I don't want to settle for anything other than God's best in my life and a double portion of it in Jesus' name. Some people believe that it's God's will for us to suffer. I don't believe that. I'm not a prosperity teacher, but I believe when you seek first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness, everything that you need will be added to you. And my um, life is a living testimony. Look at my very first YouTube video. I was in a pit. Now, I'm Apollo. I am <clears throat> Zambian. Shout out Zambia. Hey. And Apollo is a Zambian name. I'm African. My dad is African. And what Mopalo means is blessings. You're blessed to bless others. And I live by that. I live by that blessing to bless others. God blessed me, not just for me to hold it and hoard it to myself, but to actually bless others. Even when I, I don't have anything, I still want to bless others, whether it be my time, whether it be anything, because you have to look at the condition of your heart. How could God get it to you and he knows that once he gives it to you, he will not get it through you. Mm. He wants to bless somebody else through your life. And how could he give it to you? How could he give, how you expect God's best when you're greedy? How you expect God to be generous when you're greedy? That's good. So I, that is a core value. That's just something that's been in my heart always always since a, since a child to give and even behind the scenes because you know the, the bible says jesus says don't let your left hand know what your right is doing whenever you give you know don't be like a pharisee like oh i'm gonna show everybody and sometimes in a video some of you guys have seen that me being generous but behind the scenes you guys have no idea and that's how it should be in every ministry because it's cool to talk on the camera and preach in front of millions of people but what are you doing behind the scenes? Because I pro there's going to be people that you're going to be expecting to be in heaven that had TV shows, 
They have YouTube ministries that you will not find there wow. because their secret life, their secret place is dull. Their secret place is absolutely shriveled up and dead. So that's the thing. What are you doing in the secret place? Jesus says how you treat the least of these is how you treated me. So good. When you, when you did before you went to God and, and he will always repay you. Even before I was, how can you say, accelerated or elevated, the Holy Spirit put it on my heart to start a nonprofit foundation called David Apollo Foundation in my, for my village in Africa and in Pepo. And this is before I, I had any followers, anything. Nobody was seeing this. But it's because I, it's a biblical, I want to love the Lord. And vicariously, when you love the Lord and you say, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Make me love the things you love and hate the things you hate. You're going to have compassion Come towards on. people that are in need. People that need help. You're going to be compassionate because there's always that one thing. And you know, you know, Isaiah, when people be like, uh, you come up with a, with an issue to a man or woman of God. And they say, hey, man or woman of God. And they have the resources to help you, whether it be time, whether it be finance, anything. And they say, I'll pray for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's in their capability to help you. Yeah. Or they see it. You know, that's just as bad. The Bible actually says, don't withhold good from those who it's due if it's in your capability to do so. Mm. So that's why I held on to that. And that's what my name, King David Elisha Apollo, a man after God's own heart. You know, if I fall, I'm going to get back up again. David had a heart of repentance. He had a heart of repentance. He was a soldier. And I'm a spiritual Marine and special ops Come on. for Jesus Christ. His name an absolute menace to the kingdom of darkness. Let's go. Double portion and Apollo blessed to bless others. I love that's it. That's my name. I love it. There's two more questions that I don't know. I don't know why. I'm gonna ask you these two questions. I have no clue why the chat keeps asking this, but I am reading the chat. You know, we are live streaming, and then I'm gonna ask you two more, and then I'm gonna have you pray, and then I'll pray. And I also feel I've never done this before in 100 and I don't know what 50 episodes. I've never prayed for my guests, but I feel led that I want to pray for the chat. You pray, I'll pray for the chat, and then I want to pray for you because I don't know why the Holy Spirit just told me to pray for you. But two questions again. I don't know why they're asking these two questions. The first one is, are you married or in a relationship? Again, I have no clue why all these people are asking the chat. And then the second one is, can we get your shirt somewhere? Cause everyone's in Jesus name. When I posted yeah. our flyer, that must be your community slogan. Cause all of your people were in my chat saying in Jesus name, in Jesus name. It so is. are you married? How, how old are you? Are you married? And where can we get your shirt? How old am I? Yeah. They want to know the people are asking. I am technically old enough to get married. I am an adult. Uh, I am 20 years old. 20. So that is 20. my age. People are always like, oh, how old are you? This, that, the third. Am I married? No, I am not. I'm not married yet. I will be one day in Jesus' name. And <laughs> that's the thing. Girlfriend, no. No, no girlfriend. I'm single as a Pringle. And I don't know. I don't believe I'm ready to mingle yet. I believe that I'm going to keep going as fast as I can towards the finish line, towards serving the Lord. And the woman of God that's for me is going to be doing the same. And we'll yes. cross paths. Amen. So I'm not. I'm not looking for anything. <laughs> and some of y'all, man, I've seen some of the DMs. Just I'll pray for you. Some of you Jezebels, y'all need it tonight. Listen, we're going to get those Jezebels tonight in Jesus' name. Ow. Some of Ow. you are going to. Come in like Jezebel. You're going to leave like Esther in Jesus' name. Can they get your shirt anywhere? Yes. 
shoplapalo.com in Jesus name. This is trademarked and licensed. Don't try to steal it in Jesus name. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> hey dude, it might be on my merch shop next week. We're going to have to see uh, <laughs> shopmapalo.com. That's going to sell yeah. out tonight for sure. Everyone's going to go order shirt. His YouTube's yeah. down below. I want to give you a chance. We've been live for an hour and 35 minutes, which means it's been a great episode because usually we go like an hour, but if we go over, it's the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. I want to give you a chance to pray for everyone in the chat and then I will pray for everyone in the chat and then I'm going to pray for you and we'll we'll close out with where they can follow you and stuff like that. So go for it. Whatever you feel led, man, what a powerful night. What a powerful testimony. I just want to say thank you for letting this show be your first time doing a live stream. This is your... Uh, I don't want to say that because that's a, that's not the right way to say it. But this is your this is your uh, you know your premiere right here. That's the best yeah. way to say it. This is your premiere of live streaming, and you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, live streaming more. You're gonna be on the show more. You're gonna be doing this stuff more. So this is a good intro for you. But yeah, whatever you feel led, I just want to say thank you for being on. But feel free to pray for the people however you feel led. Amen, amen. And before I even get into that, that is an important topic, and this is something I'm gonna be going over in my YouTube channel. Subscribe to me relationship advice because whenever you start preaching the gospel anything and even just in general relationship advice that devil just because god will send somebody powerful into your life to help you like a brother isaiah Saldivar, you know but the devil also send people into mm, your life yes and whenever he sees you working and you're you're striving for the lord and, and you're causing destruction in his kingdom because they notice that the demons notice that they'll send jezebels into your life in the form of a yes. man or a woman if you're a man or a woman and it's something that you need to pray about, pray against. Because whenever you, I know you guys are getting fired up, like, yes, I'm, I'm about to start being, I'm going to be a Apollo menace. I'm going to be a menace to the kingdom of darkness. I'm going to crush every snake and scorpion. But then are you going to be able to withstand that Jezebel, withstand it? Because that is going to come. It's going to come. It happened to me and I failed that. And I didn't have no nobody telling me about that. So Check out my YouTube channel. Good. It's going to be there. I'm going to start talking more about that because it is something to watch out for. I'll tell you some signs, some telltales, how you can tell. Is this person a Jezebel? Is this person a Delilah? Devil? Because we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And also oh. another thing, too. Remember that it is not the person. It's a demon inside of them. Yes. So, you know, some people are like, I rebuke Like, no, it's a demon inside of them that's operating in that way, you know. So j just remember that. Be show love no matter what. So that's that's why I say that's why I add to that. But I, I want to pray for all of you guys and even the people in this chat. If anybody here needs deliverance, you know, just just receive this because I believe deliverance is for everybody. I've yes. gone through deliverance. Yes. You know, so I believe that deliverance is for everybody. Just just receive this prayer wherever you're at in your house, living room. Um, hopefully not your car. Don't do this. But lift up your hands and just receive. Receive what the Lord has for you. And right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the work and the mighty move of God that you have placed over this live stream. I plead the blood of Jesus over this live stream. I plead the blood of Jesus over everybody on this live. Right now, I renounce and I rebuke any unclean spirit, any unclean spirit of Leviathan, any python, any spirit of pride, any spirit of rejection, any spirit of lust, any spirit of perversion, any Jezebel or Delilah spirit, any Ahab spirit. I renounce and I rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, fire upon everybody in this live that you fill them up with a new fresh anointing to preach the gospel everywhere they go with boldness, with boldness, with boldness and confidence in you. Holy Spirit, I just plead the blood of Jesus in their going, in their coming. I plead the blood of Jesus over the house, over their region, over their vehicles. I plead the blood of Jesus over their ministries. Every single witch, warlock, 
any spell that has been cast out to anybody in this live, Isaiah or myself, I renounce it and I rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus. Your word says in Psalm 7, 16, let the evil return back onto their head. So I pray right now that that witchcraft be sent back to the sender until they repent. And I pray that they repent. I pray right now for everybody in the live. I pray right now that if they have any family members that are lost, that don't have you, I pray right now that you remove the veil, that you give them a dream or vision, Holy Spirit. I just pray right now, repentance over everybody on the live. I pray right now, repentance over the family members of the people in the live. I thank you right now for the victory. I plead the blood of Jesus. I thank you for what you did on the cross, that you gave us a free gift of grace. I thank you right now, Holy Spirit. And I right now, I just bind every single unclean spirit right now. Deliverance is breaking out right now. I feel it. I Even the testimonies, I'm going to hear testimonies after this, but in the name of Jesus, come out in the name of Jesus. Fire upon every single unclean spirit. You must come out. I'm serving you an eviction notice today in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for the victory, Jesus. I thank you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you use this live to touch millions of people, even vicariously, because if 4,000 people win 10,000 souls, and those 10,000 souls win 10,000 souls in the mighty name of Jesus, this world will change. And I'm praying for that change. I'm praying for revival in this country. And I pray that you use everybody in this life to do it. Holy Spirit, if there's anything unclean in me, anything unclean in Isaiah, anything unclean in anybody in this life, reveal it to us so that we can repent, so that we can turn after you, so that we can follow you in purity, in truth, in holiness. Thank you for the sacrifices you made. I can't stop saying it. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you make us hurt for the things that hurt you, that you make us hate the things that you hate right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray for a hypersensitivity to your voice, that you allow us to hear your voice clearer than ever before, that your yes be very loud, that your no be very loud, that your stay be very loud, that your go be very loud in Jesus' name. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Father, we thank you for the boldness, the, the challenge yeah. you've given us tonight, Lord. I just pray that that yeah. same boldness that Peter had in the book of Acts, you would pour that out upon us, that Holy Spirit fire would be released over every single person listening. Jesus, you said if we ask for the Holy Spirit, the Father will give to them that ask. So Father, tonight we ask you, fill us with the Holy Spirit. Some of you think you can do it without the Holy Spirit. You cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. So Father, I pray that you fill us with the Holy Spirit. We just command, as Apollo just prayed, every foul spirit you are bound. Yes. You must come out of their mouth into the abyss. In Jesus' name, every spirit must go. In Jesus' name, we serve an eviction notice to every demon that is stopping yes. us from witnessing. Every demon that is stopping us from evangelizing. The Bible says God has not given you a spirit of timidity, but of power love and a sound mind so we bind the spirit of fear yes. we bind the spirit of timidity we bind that religious demon that religious spirit we come against you now you have no power you are foul go go in jesus name every false spirit must go right now every false counterfeit demon must go right now father i pray romans 1 16 that we would be unashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god unto salvation Lord, we are not ashamed. We will not be ashamed. This will be the last time you're ever ashamed. It's done. You're never going to be ashamed again. Tonight will be the last night that you're ever ashamed of the gospel. I prophesy yes. over you that you will share the good news with your coworkers. You will share at school. Yes. You will share at work. That you will share the good news of Jesus Christ. The power of God is with you in Jesus' name. I want to pray for you, Mopalo. Guys, everybody... 
There's still 5,000 of you on. Praise the Lord. I want everybody to be praying from Apollo. I really feel the Holy Spirit. 150 episodes. I've never done this, but I felt like the Lord saying we need to pray for him. The enemy is after him. The plans of the enemy. He's a he's a, a weapon. He's a nuclear warhead in God's arsenal, and the devil wants to shut him down. So, Father, we pray as a community, as a church, as believers, we pray that you would put a hedge of protection around Apollo. We come against every demonic spirit, every spirit of Jezebel, every spirit of Delilah, every spirit of Leviathan, every foul spirit that's been assigned to his life. We cancel you now in Jesus' name. We uproot every distraction that the enemy would try to bring over your life. We just pray the power of God over you, the fire of God over you. We break discouragement. We thank you, Lord, that there will always be finances and resources and things that he needs, the tools he needs. He'll have them. And I pray, Lord, that you'd only bring the right people around him. I pray you'd keep away from him, Lord. Every religious Pharisee that would try to water him down, would try to put him in a cage, would try to put him in a box. I pray, Lord, you'd only bring around pastors and leaders that would throw gas on his fire and not water on his fire. And I pray that you bring around him more seasoned men of God. Elders in the faith would be around him, would speak into him, would bring correction, would bring rebuke, would bring guidance over him, God. Father, I pray over both of us. There would be zero pride, zero jealousy, zero envy. All that pride would be washed out of us in Jesus' name. That God never let the likes get to our head, the views get to our head, the numbers get to our head. But I pray the only thing that would be in our, our head is the mind of Christ. I pray that we would have the mind of Christ Lord, I pray that Mapala would have the mind of Christ and that he would never step on the pitfalls that the devil has, that he would always armor up according to Ephesians chapter 6. He would put on the full armor of God, that he would wear those shoes of peace so he would never step on the pitfalls the enemy has. He would never, and I prophesy this over you, you will never get burned out in Jesus' name. A lot of people are saying, oh, he's going to burn out. Oh, he's this. That is a lie from the devil. You will not burn out in Jesus' name. You will yeah. not burn out in Jesus' name. You'll be more on fire than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank Jesus you, Lord. Hey, we're almost two hours in, bro. What a good time. We're going to have to do this again. Where can they find your stuff? I have your YouTube linked in the description. Is there anywhere else they can find you or anything yeah, you want to shout out? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, King David Mopalo. You can follow me on Twitter, which is X, which is actually a small platform of mine. I don't post on there that much. I'm going to start King David Mopalo. TikTok, King David Mopalo, same thing. YouTube is pretty much the only thing that is different, which is, um, what is it? It's Mopalo, that's all it is. But even the username is King David Mopalo, you know, King David Mopalo, Mopalo, in Jesus' name. Also, Discord, I do have a Discord, all my gamers out there or whatever. I be on Discord sometimes and I'm going to start streaming. I just built this PC, it took me like four days, but I'm gonna start evangelizing on PC because how are they gonna hear without a preacher? How are they Come gonna on. hear? In Jesus' name. Some people might be like, brother, you're playing GTA. Well, how are they going to hear the gospel if nobody goes in there and tells them? Come so on. I'm going to go preach the gospel. Um, so on my Discord, Discordians out there, go to my Instagram. I'm going to post the link on my Instagram about the Discord. You can find me there. If anybody would like to support me and feels led, and this is the number one thing, I don't want to ever make somebody feel like, oh, I have to give, I have to support him. I have to know if the Holy Spirit's leading to you to, to help me and support me, then do it. But I don't want you to think that, oh, I'm pressuring you. I don't want to pressure anybody. But if you feel led by the Holy Spirit, you can um, 
click the link in my bio on my Instagram or on my YouTube videos. There's a link where you can donate either to the Cash App, PayPal, or Venmo, which all of it goes to the David Apollo Foundation, which is a nonprofit 501c3 anyways. But that goes to helping my family, my village in Zambia. If you, there's some more pictures on my Instagram and th those girls, they have, they have to leave school when they're on their periods because they don't have feminine hygiene products. The, the kids need shoes. They need backpacks, school supplies. Some of their classrooms don't even have windows. They, some of the classrooms don't even have desks and they sit on the floor and they learn and they still love Jesus. So all of that, even last December, I didn't have any following or anything like that. But the Lord used me still with what little I had. I was still faithful with it. And I believe the Lord's going to bless that. But we were able to, to provide a complete new solar powered water system. So they have a solar powered water system and well, so they can have water for the first time in school history. So if you guys want to support that, that link's right there. And just buy in the shirt, shopmapalo.com. This, all of the money that goes to this goes into the nonprofit 501c3. It's connected, it's directly linked into the nonprofit. And if you guys oh. need a write-off or whatever, if you guys are gonna donate big, email at mapalofoundation at gmail.com and i can get that situated for you guys so other good. Than that, about it and i want to bless you as well so tonight when i get off i'll send you something i want to bless you personally bless your ministry for being on and then everyone in the chat's freaking out saying wait we're allowed to play gta guys he's not advocating for gta he said who's going to go into these games and preach the gospel to them so relax everybody that's like freaking yeah. out in the chat he's talking about ministering and evangelizing on these online games uh so yeah. Praise the Lord. God yeah, is doing Roblox, some Roblox, everything. Roblox. So he's going to be evangelizing Roblox, Minecraft. You might see him in one of those servers out there. And and also, I'm not a Gen Z. I'm a Gen, I'm a millennial or Gen Y. But I think, are you Gen Z? Would that be considered? I am Gen Z. I'm Gen Z. Yeah, you're Gen Z. I'm Gen, Gen Y or a millennial. Um, I guess I'm not a boomer. Praise the Lord. I thought I was, but I'm not. So, all right, brother. I'm going to get you off and have them give. And then I'm going to send you a, an offering tonight. And thank you so much for being on the broadcast, bro. All right, God bless you guys, and you're going to see much more of this, more collaborations in Come on. Come on. You're so loud, you muted it out. Salute, bro. Appreciate you, man. We'll see you soon. I'll text you after. What an amazing show with David, or should I say King David? I like that, that they prophesied over him that you're going to be like King David. But Paulo, I want to challenge you guys to give. Let's, let's bless him tonight. Let's bless them tonight. In the same way we don't dine and dash when we go out to eat. We hit 5,000 tonight. We, we held around 4,000 most the whole show, which is absolutely amazing. So if there's 4,000 of you, there's 4,400 watching. If everybody gave a dollar, that would be way more than enough to bless his ministry. Again, he's building stuff in Africa in his village, helping people there. So don't dine and dash. Pray about giving. Don't be one of those, oh, I'm, I don't want to give. This isn't in the Bible. It is in the Bible. Okay, don't make me start pulling up verses and, and, and Bible smack you with the verses. The Bible absolutely talks about sowing in. Paul said, if I sow into you spiritually, shouldn't I be reaping things physically? Like, how are you going to tell an ox who's working in the field they're not allowed to eat their own harvest? So pray about giving. You can give on the QR code. You can give on PayPal. It's linked in the comments, linked in the description. If you can give $5, a dollar, the donate links are all in the description. I'm going to post the donate links again for you guys. And then let me also give you guys a couple announcements here. Here's the donation links. There's my monthly partnership and also my PayPal. And then I'll thank those of you that give. And it's also on screen. There you go. There's the monthly, the one time, the PayPal. Just give somewhere. Just give somewhere. I'm going to give him more than comes what comes in. Trust me. So... 
regardless whether you give or not, it's going to come out of my pocket. So help me out. Help, help a brother out. What a great night. Two hours. Gotta love the two-hour podcasts that fly by. If you're listening on audio still, IsaiahSaldivar.com slash partner. You can give one time or monthly there. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.IsaiahSaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.